Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is hearing the cry of humanity. And we have a gift uh, for you, and we'll be talking more about that gift later on in the show. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, and she wrote 24 volumes of literature. And um, the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey, as does the following thought. The cry of humanity is not only the voiceless appeal which the spiritual workers are mobilizing, but it finds its its expression also in all the plans and the many groups and organizations which are dedicated to the betterment of human living. What exactly is the cry of humanity? I haven't really heard this term before. It's um, an expression that's found in the writings of Alice Bailey, as you mentioned. And um, as I understand it, it's um, it's an appeal that is expressed by humanity on all levels of human living, from the highest levels of spiritual um, appeal to the most fundamental um, levels of human need. And maybe we should start with the basic um, physical plane conditions uh, that so much of humanity lives with. One of the the most interesting um, statistics I can think of is the fact that half the world's people, which would be, what, three billion, live on $2 a day or less. Oh, boy, wow. Really? And 20%, one in five, live on a dollar a day or less. If you really think about that, regardless of the differences in local economies, it's staggering. The depth of human need is just staggering. And to me, that is the most urgent cry of humanity. I don't think we can talk about spiritual salvation without first turning um, one's attention to meeting the physical needs of our fellow men and uh, alleviating suffering. Not too long ago, there was an email circulated on the Internet, um, and our brother-in-law sent it to us, it it distilled the, the condition of the world um, to a hypothetical village of around 100 people. Probably some of our listeners received this email, and even if some of the statistics aren't accurate, the gist of it is meaningful. It said that out of this village of 100 people, six people would possess 59% of the entire world's wealth, 
and all six would be American. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, 80 of the 100 people would live in substandard housing. 70 would be illiterate. 50 would be suffering from malnutrition. And it goes on and on like this. It said that we should pose a question to ourselves. If we have food in our refrigerator, clothes on our back, and a roof overhead and a place to sleep tonight, we're richer than 75% of the world. And if we woke up this morning in a better state of health than of illness, we're more blessed than a million people who will die this week. And if we have money in the bank, some money in our wallet, and a little bit of spare change in a dish on the counter, we should count ourselves among the top 8% of the world's wealthy. Dale? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, very hard to assimilate. You really shocked yes. me with that, Sarah. Yes. Yeah, yeah you might say that the... Um, it has to do with public opinion, doesn't it? Also, this cry of, human mm-hmm. cry of humanity. You might say it's it's the spiritual side of public opinion. That is the that which motivates public opinion in the first place, but from a very deeply spiritual level. Because um, those reading those statistics that you just mentioned, uh, many people read that and they're outraged mm. by that. And I think we're uh, in a position in our consciousness now where we we see these injustices and these imbalances in the world and uh, it, it causes us to think. And the fact that this was circulated so widely is public opinion, isn't it? Right. And uh, <clears throat> it's uh, the cry that we hear in the demand for justice and fairness and right behavior and um, particularly in, the, in our own society we hear it in many departments of living, like uh, in the demand to clean up corruption in our government and uh, in our elected uh, officials and representatives. Uh, we hear it in uh, the demand to clear out the corruption and hypocrisy in the church mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and uh, the corruption and greed and, and the selfishness that is evident in some business corporations and also, in the um, recently, the the uh, tendency towards selfishness that was exhibited in the World Trade um, negotiations in Mexico mm-hmm. that broke down, uh, and that's a case where the the have-not nations or the developing nations suddenly stood up and protested what the uh, <coughs> policies had been mm-hmm. right along by the status quo. So, I mean, there's a crying out for the underprivileged in the world for for justice. Including the suicide by the Korean worker mm-hmm. on behalf of farm um, rights. His only <coughs> final resort to express that cry of humanity was to kill himself. Right. It's tragic. And uh, so this is kind of a, um unheard aspect or unheard part of this cry because it really uh it's the soul beginning to make an impact i think on the on the consciousness of <clears throat> millions and millions of people in the world there's um another level to this cry of humanity that applies also and that is um considering it in terms of the the flow of energy uh, it's a kind of a subjective um expression of the cry 
if you think of energy in terms of flow and constriction, uh, and you apply this to the whole of humanity, which we might call the world personality, you could say that the mind of humanity is still conditioned by vast, powerful thought forms, crystallized ideas. Often these ideas have national and religious overtones to them, and it's conditioned by the unevenness of education with so many people being illiterate whereas uh, a small part of the world is extremely developed uh, scientifically, technologically, culturally. So there's this tremendous um, imbalance in terms of the energy level on the, on the mental level of uh, humanity. And in the emotional body, you could see the flow and constriction of energy in terms of fear and suffering in so many parts of the world, whereas in other parts of the world, this emotional energy expresses as a kind of a saturation of desire and craving for material things, including a, a ridiculous piece we heard recently on um, NPR about $12,000 shoes mm-hmm. selling. I mean, uh, it's, <coughs> what would the Buddha say about our craving that people would actually buy $12,000 shoes when the great need of the world is, is so real? And on the level of the etheric or energy body, we can see the imbalance in terms of the distribution of wealth. There's vast wealth, particularly in this part of the world, in the hands of a few, and um, great poverty in much of the world. If you see all the world's people as atoms, you could understand the movement of atoms in the in the form of uh, the homeless and the refugees who are streaming into the urban areas of the world to find a job, a way to live, uh, a shack to to um, have over their heads. This is a, a kind of an expression of an attempt to alleviate the congestion of uh, too much wealth in one part of the world and, and impoverishment in another part of the world. Something is working out, I think, a kind of... ...the cry of humanity. We do have a gift for you today, and uh, uh, the gift is a pamphlet, and the pamphlet, the title of the pamphlet is The Great Invocation, and it's on a... The Great Invocation is the uh, prayer that Sarah says at the end of each show, and it's a very unusual prayer, and it has uh, much meaning and uh, many layers of of depth, so we thought we'd... uh, offer you for free uh, a pamphlet uh, on the Great Invocation, uh, its use and significance. Um, and all you have to do to get that gift um, is call us on our toll-free number, one 695 Once again, that's one 695 And... Um, uh, once again, it's called, just ask for the Great Invocation, the pamphlet on the Great Invocation. Uh, the easy way to remember the toll-free number is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. That's one eight six six. Think of New York Lucis. One eight six six N Y Lucis. Our website is www.lucistrust.org and you can uh, find a lot of information about the Lucis Trust organization on the website. One of the uh, 
main reasons people seem to like to tune in is that they uh, they get access to our uh, entire archived library of uh, shows, and you might enjoy uh, looking at all the different topics that uh, we've uh, spoken about on the air over the uh, many years, uh, over the several years that we've been on. Uh, now we also uh, are having a symposium. A symposium. It's called uh, "Hearing the Cry of Humanity," and you're certainly welcome to join us. It's on. Saturday, October 25th, um, from 1.30 to 5.15 p.m., but I, I think it's probably uh, more appropriate if uh, uh, Sarah, who's much more knowledgeable than I am on this topic, uh, informs you more about uh, the symposium, Hearing the Cry of Humanity. Sarah, can you do yes, that? Yes. Um, every year uh, at this time, we hold a, a World Goodwill Symposium that has to do with some particular theme or condition related to um, world need, we could say. And uh, in the three headquarters, New York, Geneva, and London of the Lucis Trust, we're holding this um, symposium. The afternoon's work will consist of um, several talks. Um, the opening talk will be uh, based on um, a theme from the uh, Bible, In the World But Not of It which our listeners might uh, respond to. And then we'll have two guest speakers, one a representative of the World Peace Prayer Society and an organizer of the International Day of Peace who will speak on the change in consciousness that's needed to make a true peace possible. And another guest speaker from the Temple of Understanding uh, here in New York um, will be speaking on how would a more spiritually based United Nations enable it to better meet world need? In addition to the talks, we'll have plenty of time for group discussion where everyone can share their ideas on responding to the cry of humanity, and we'll have several periods of group meditation. So the idea of this afternoon's work is to really generate uh, a pool of energy that can be focused upon uh, this theme of uh, responding to world need. And I might say that there's no charge for the uh, symposium. Everybody is welcome. You can just walk mm -hmm. in, and if you would like a flyer on the symposium, uh, give us a call and we can send that to you. We'd appreciate your registering uh, yeah. with us if you intend to come. Just so we have a, a count and... Mm -hmm. uh, have an idea of the tea count. <laughs> <laughs> you can um, register via our website, www.lucistrust.org, or you can call. You can call our uh, toll-free number. And mm -hmm. Once again, if you'd like to call on the toll-free number, uh, either to order the pamphlet, the gift that we're giving you today, uh, which is called The Pamphlet is the Great Invocation. Uh, a, it's a pamphlet uh, explaining the various levels of meaning to the prayer. Um, you can call on that toll-free number for that, or you can register uh, for the symposium uh, called Hearing the Cry of Humanity. The toll-free number, once again, is 1-866-695-8247. I'm very intrigued by this one topic uh, of discussion that's going to be uh, um, uh, spoken about at, on the symposium, at the symposium, uh, the title, The Change in Consciousness Needed to Make a True Peace Possible. I really think that really gets to the heart of the matter that all of mankind uh, really has to have a uh, change of of consciousness. Um, and more on that topic, uh, I have a question, and that is, um, 
Uh, why should the economically successful per uh, person who's uh, going through his daily routines and he's economically successful, why should he be concerned about um, what's going on in the world, maybe someplace in uh, outer Mongolia or someplace like that? Because I think uh, globalization demonstrates how interrelated we all are. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ignore these problems at our peril. If people need to be personally affected, they are. With the great mass of um, human need that is not being addressed, we're all um, impoverished by it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this is understood more and more today, that uh, we will survive together or perish together. It is truly one humanity. People, A few people complain about globalization, but I think it's just the outer demonstration of the fact that we are all interconnected, like it or not. So um, I think that's part of our awakening to the cry of humanity. There's an interesting phrase from the writings of Alice Bailey that says that the group of people who are called world servers, those who are really engaged in meeting world need, learn mostly through the ear and through careful attention, um, which comes from an inner attitude of constant listening. I find that fascinating to think about because she says that whereas the average person learns through the eye by observing, by reading, studying, by, I suppose, um, the idea of observing, going through experience and learning the hard way, um, the, the world server learns through the ear, through the attitude of listening on the inner level. We don't necessarily at that level find our instruction from the printed page and from the worldly sources of knowledge, but from learning to attune to the inner levels of life. How do you understand that? Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, it's, it's um, extending one's senses in that higher direction. And all of our senses, uh, sight and hearing and taste and smell and touch, all of those have higher corresponding um, uh, avenues and channels. And um, so it, it's, it's extending one's sense of hearing to this cry of humanity, to this inner spiritual cry, really, because it's a drive. What's really motivating all of this, I think, is a drive for betterment, as it says in the opening thought, uh, dedicated to the betterment of human living, these organizations and groups. And I think that is what's driving so many people towards some kind of betterment in their life, whether it's, it's just finding a, a better home or a better living condition or a better job or uh, improving their educational um, knowledge, uh, it, it's striving, which is being driven, here's again, by the soul from within towards something that is better. And, and uh, I think that's essentially what is really driving this world cry in the mo world today. I wonder if that's why people who have uh, succeeded in bettering themselves on the material level and have pretty much everything they desire still feel a deep hunger. So often you hear that. I have not experienced that level of betterment, but uh, it's said that they, they feel a deep hunger uh, for spiritual nourishment. 
And I remember Mother Teresa responding to that idea that the rich can be just as impoverished or more so than the poor because their values are not necessarily in line with inner reality. So there's that spiritual hunger that exists uh, even if you have everything on the material level. Mm -hmm. And I think this uh, appeal tends to grow stronger during what we call this transition period between we're, we're in now between the two ages, you know, mm -hmm. the old age, the Piscean age, and the coming age of Aquarius, and uh, th this, the soul, is really beginning to make an impact on consciousness, and and uh, there is a, a crystallization of the old, and a reformulation, a reorganization of the new taking place, and there's a. We're going through a period of disruption right now where there's a clashing of these energies and forces, and that's why there's so much chaos in the world, perhaps. But it's all being driven by this cry, this inner urge of the soul to uh, come forth more strongly. Yeah, there's a sense that change, and well, n more than change, a real transformation is needed. You can kind of hear this howl of outrage and demand coming out of humanity today that uh, the present and old system just doesn't work anymore. And it's a realignment that's undergoing. It's a painful time, but it's so promising. You mentioned the, um, the Great Invocation pamphlet that we're giving away today, and um, that might help people to understand how they can respond to the cry of humanity through their meditation by working with the great invocation itself. Because uh, we're told that prayer and invocation are powerful means of appeal. And the highest use of prayer and invocation is not to ask <coughs> for, <coughs> for oneself, but to ask for all humanity. And the great invocation is an appeal for all humanity to meet the highest spiritual needs, which are for more light, for more love, and for more spiritual power. So if people want to begin to contribute in some way to meeting the need of humanity, they can work with the great invocation, which is the prayer that we close with every day, every program. Once again, if you would like to order that gift, uh, the gift is uh, the Great Invocation. It's a pamphlet on the Great Invocation, and uh, it's an unusual Great Invocation. is an unusual prayer with uh, with much may, uh, meaning and layers of depth. But if you'd like to have us send it out to you, free of charge, uh, just give us a call on our toll-free number, one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. One eight six six. Six nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it: one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Uh, you have been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds, let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts, 
May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 